Hey everyone, welcome back to the True Blue Podcast. I am your host, Zachary Sukardi. Thanks for joining me for uh, my fifth episode here. Happy to be doing it. Um, it is Monday the 27th. This should come out tomorrow um, the 28th. I just want to say shout out to my homie Chris. It's his birthday today. Uh, Chris is one of my best friends back home in Jersey. When I wrote my poetry book in 2010, I gave him all the poems and I asked him to come up with a, you know, just any any kind of idea um, to put into uh, into into stickers. So he read all my poems and he just made a couple stickers, uh, like a couple um, couple art designs for them, and it was awesome. For one, it was cool to just have my poetry out, and two, to involve a friend as a part of that whole process and, and be able to have his sort of artistic view of it by just sharing my poems and having him come up with these de- with these designs and, and stickers. So cool. And honestly, very like flattering even that he'd be willing to do that. I think it's such a cool thing where you can share your like art with a, with, with a friend or whoever. Um, so yeah, so uh, I, I was able to, I gave my poetry book out and I had these stickers, and it was just like a, another like kind of cool thing to have along with it, something visual, uh, and someone's interpretation of some of my poetry, which again is so cool. So when I do my poetry book this year, I may do something similar and have have Chris get um, get involved. But again, I just want to shout him out because he is one of my one of my dear friends. And what's life without good friends? You know what I mean. So. Um, yeah, you can find me just to sh- just to let y'all know. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast True Blue. I'm always posting on there. I post all my shit. I post records. I'm gonna just get into posting all kinds of different shit. May do some videos. You know, may just pop in here and there and talk some shit. Um, so yeah, um, that's awesome. So today, let's see. Today I went to the gym. So I slept on my side last night, which I honestly am not even practicing what I preach because a couple episodes ago, my self-care tip of the week was to sleep on your back. I gave all these great fucking stats on how amazing it was. And I personally um, am a big fan of sleeping on my back. Um, but like, I don't know, sometimes I, I get up in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night to piss. I come back and I just like something about my side. I don't know. It's like. It's like addicting. It's so hard. I don't know. It's 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 like sort of weird. It has this weird kind of comfort thing. But anyway, I woke up with my fucking deltoid sore. So I was gonna go swim, but with the sore deltoid, I thought, yeah, you know, better off I should just actually go do my cardio and go in the sauna and stretch. So that's what I did. And what's cool about this is I was able to be flexible. I wasn't hard on myself. I wasn't like, what the fuck? I should have slept on my back. I didn't say fuck it. I'm gonna go swimming. You know, I have to. I don't fucking have to. I'm not going to compete. I'm not, you know, I don't have any, you know, goal that I have to meet here other than harmony and fucking just trying to take care of my body head head to toe, inside out. Um, so, yeah, it was cool. I, uh, I went and I did my cardio. I did 20 minutes on the fucking treadmill. And then I went into the sauna and I stretched. Um, so, yeah, just really kind of basic. Um, and then... Uh, it was it, yeah, it was a really good workout. I uh, caught up with a friend who, uh, had I went swimming, I would have not otherwise seen, and it was cool. He got his degree or his master's in psychotherapy, um, so I t- you know we were we were connecting with that. I was telling him about this podcast, so uh, really really cool um, 
really cool vibe today at the gym. So shout out to to my friend Mark, um, who, was, who I saw today at the gym. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm probably not going to add weights to my routine for another month or so. Um, what I'm doing is I'm going to do cardio. I'm going to just start with fucking walking. I'm going to do 20 minutes, and then I'm going to go in the sauna and do my stretches. I probably spend 25, 30 minutes in the sauna. Um, sometimes I'll do two like rounds, especially if I'm in my bathing suit. I can just jump in the pool, cool down, and get back in the sauna. Um, and then I'll swim um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and and uh, Fridays. But hey, if I don't fucking if I can't do it, then I'll be flexible. That's part of what I'm trying to get across here is you know to be flexible and to be cool with it. Cause you fucking showed up. You know how fucking hard it is to show up at the damn gym. Oh god, I mean they should literally. For every motherfucker who badges in there, have a fucking like, I don't know, like some sort of like congratulations, you know, you like almost like a mini parade, you know, just just because it's so fucking hard to show the fuck up. I mean, goddamn, it really is, you know, it it just really is. So, um, just that you're able able to go is is so huge. And uh, if I can share some of what I'm doing with my workouts. And the pace that I'm taking it at and how I'm trying to be flexible um, and just sort of, you know, share my takeaways, positive or negative, um, then, you know, I want to definitely speak on that on this podcast because um, it's not just about uh, my amazing taste in music or my amazing um, eye for poetry. It's also about health and fitness and about enjoying life and shit, you know, Uh, and getting your ass to the gym or just doing something. Fucking showing up somewhere, even if it's fucking taking in your fucking groceries or some shit, going up and down the stairs or some shit. I mean, really, it could be that simple. So, yeah, I had a had a good workout, so I'm jazzed on that. I'm going to be icing my deltoid, everybody. So you're going to hear some a little bit of ice during this. Um, so I'll be I. I may, um, tomorrow I may swim, but if not, I'm just going to rock and roll with the sauna and the and the treadmill. So, you know, power to it. Um, and over the weekend, I actually saw a documentary. I went to the to the Guild, uh, to Independent Theater here in Albuquerque. It was real cool. You know, it's nice to, even though I could have gotten this probably online free or some shit, it's nice to go do stuff too. I mean, I guess maybe this is obvious to like some of you out there, but for me, sometimes I'm like, fuck it. You know, I'll just chill with my dog, I'll get high, listen to music, fuck it. But, you know, I could still do that <laughs> just, you know, by, you know, I can also do that and, you know, leave the house. And um, so, yeah, it was cool. I went to uh, see this documentary called Ayurveda Unveiled. And it was a documentary about this. Um, it's a it's like a what do they call it? Like a, a, a life system or something like that. Not like a life system, but um, the fuck they it, it Something like that, like a like a like a life system, um, and pretty much it's just about taking care of your health, uh, connecting the mind and body as as one, uh, and and then ultimately using nothing more than your mind to sort of transform your body to to heal and and achieve balance. Uh, and it talked about everything from diet to how you sleep to. Um, to your bowel movements, how you eat, it talked about exercise, it talked about uh, laughter, it talked about sex, it talked about, um, you know, just taking care of yourself on that, um, I guess you'd say holistic level, 
I know that sounds hippie, and I hope no one gets turned off by that term. Um, but it was so cool. It was something very eye-opening. Uh, and I kind of wanted that. I was looking to be – I've been looking since the start of the year to kind of be inspired by just sort of different things. Um, uh, or I should say, you know, sort of um, seek these things out. You know, I would, going into a documentary, watching it was, was really cool. Um, and, you know, I honestly wouldn't even be able to do it justice to explain it um, in in all that it is because, honestly, like – I, you know, I, I came home and started looking some things up and starting getting more of an idea because um, the, the documentary was very informative. It was um, really interesting, but just like really the like depth of it. Um, and it, it goes into all these herbs and spices. Um, and it, you know, again, talks about diet, your digestive system, um, you know, getting restful sleep. Um, just sort of uh, in tune with nature, in tune with your body. Um, really cool, really cool shit. Um, it's definitely something that I'm going to keep looking into, um, and then I'll definitely let you guys know a little bit more about it. But the documentary was called Ayurveda uh, Unveiled, so check it out. Uh, really, really cool shit. Oh, and I wanted to mention tomorrow I'm going to see, and you will know us by the Trail of Dead. They are an indie band. There, I guess you'd say like Prague, indie, post this, post that, pepperoni pizza eaters. Um, but um, a great band, a band I got into early 2000s working at CD World in Paramus, New Jersey, RIP. Um, and uh, they had put out that album, Sources, Codes, and Tags. Uh, and um, a great album, just a great album all the way through. And then their album after that called Worlds Apart. Love that album. I think it came out in 2005. Fucking love that album. And then they actually put out an EP of like five songs, I think in 2003, called The Secret of Alana's Tomb. And it's so good. I'll talk about one of the songs later, but it's so fucking good. So they're coming to Albuquerque and they're coming to this place called The Launchpad. And what's cool about that is it's a smaller venue. Um, whereas if I saw them back east, they would definitely be paying, be playing a bigger venue. Kind of one of the nice things about living in a city like this, that's a smaller city, but still a city. You know, there's population and people and all this bullshit. That bands that normally would play bigger venues sort of only can, I don't know, only like, or I, I shouldn't say only, but they're able to, to, um, to be booked at smaller venues out here in good old Albuquerque. And your boy's able to see them. Like I saw Palms, which is um, Chino from Deftones and the guys from Isis. I saw them with my friend Aaron, so shout out to my friend Aaron. Um, and uh, they they played at the launch pad, which is, you know, uh, again, a much smaller venue. Whereas if I saw them in New York, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, uh, you know, I'd, I'd anticipate them playing at a, at a larger venue um, or many small venues. But here in Albuquerque, they were. Uh, one night. You hear that ice bag, huh? You like that? I'm taking care, of, taking care of your boy here. Um, so yeah, I'm going to going to see them tomorrow. Um, great, great band. Just very excited that they're that they're coming here. Um, anytime I get to meet any of the people in bands or whatever out here, usually the first thing I say is thank you for coming here. <laughs> thank you for someone you know honestly i used to always go to shows whether the punk shows hardcore shows hip-hop um, jazz i mean i like all kinds of music i would living back east there's all kinds of 
venues and it's New York and New Jersey and Philly and all this shit. So definitely spoiled. So out here, it's not as um, not as plentiful. It still exists and God bless it, but it's not as plentiful. So when it does come through, I'm especially motherfucking excited. So I will probably report on that in some capacity. If not the next podcast, then maybe during the week some some somewhere somehow probably on my social media. Um, so yeah, really, really excited about that. So today for um, session five, I wanted to talk about the word no. Now this is a word that it's it, one syllable. I mean, um, actually, I read this somewhere. I really liked it. Said no is a complete sentence. You don't have to expand upon it. You don't have to apologize for it. <clears throat> Excuse me, water burp. Shout out to the water burp, your boy drinking water, staying hydrated. Anyway, um, yeah, I wanted to talk about the word no. You know, I'm not gonna front like I've had hard. I've I felt guilty before saying no when I wanted to say no, and I probably said yes or a form of it. So I don't know. I just it was something I was I was thinking about, and I wanted to. Um, share on this podcast and look up some ways that uh, you know I cannot feel guilty by saying no. Saying no is a very strong thing and is a part of self care. It's actually, honestly, it's saying something positive by saying no. You know, I cannot do this. I can't commit to this for whatever reason, whether it be resentment, negativity, anything that like you know, if you said yes to, that you would be harboring with that. Um, let alone anything that is just personal as far as your time or your sleep or any of the self-care things that you know you got to take care of or on your priority list. So I'm just going to go over a couple tips um, that I was able to find uh, and I put some of my own input in here. A couple tips on how to say no without feeling guilty. Um, <clears throat> so, so I wanted to talk a little bit about like why we have trouble saying no. Um, Ultimately, because we don't want to feel guilty. That's definitely, uh, you know, what I'm getting into here. Um, but also a couple other things I was able to, to find out and, and come up with. We associate no with rejection and denial. And who the fuck wants to be rejected? I used to have a hard time going up to stores <laughs> that I wasn't sure were open or not. And I'd pull on the, on the like, on the like door, right? And if they were, if, if they were closed and, and like it didn't open, I'd feel like crushed. And I know that sounds crazy. I mean, this is a long time ago, but it was just one of those things that like, you know, with feeling those feelings of rejection, it could be that small. So, you know, by saying no, you know, we don't want to reject anyone or have those have those feelings. Um, and then also we don't want to be judged or criticized. I mean, you know, some people feel if they say no that, you know, maybe everyone else at their job said yes to this event on the weekend or some shit and they're saying no. Or maybe everyone's, you know, having food that so-and-so brought in. You have to say no because, you know, it's not part of your meal plan or part of what you want to be eating that day. It could be that simple, but, you know, we don't want to be judged or criticized. Uh, another thing is we don't want to disappoint. You don't want to disappoint people. You want to be there. You want to be Johnny on the spot. You know, there's a great Ween song called Johnny on the spot. You should check it out. I'll be your Johnny on the spot. I'll be your Johnny on the spot. Shout out to my friend Chris, who's a big Ween 
a big Ween fan who actually made me a Ween mix CD. Not a playlist, but he actually got me a mix CD. So that I'm really much, uh, very much looking forward to. Um, so back to the no. And honestly, one of the last things about um, why we have trouble saying no is we don't want to miss out on an opportunity. You know, you don't want to miss out on, you know, maybe going out with your friends, meeting someone, you know, having a fun night, having a great meal, seeing a band, I don't know, catching whatever, you know, whatever it is that like, you know, you, you feel you may not want to miss out on, um, you know, and it's hard to say no to, but, you know, maybe you're tired, maybe you have a commitment in, in the following morning or something that you know that going out is not going to be in your best interest. Um so going to go over um, why you shouldn't feel guilty about saying no. So when you're feeling guilty, it's really an emotion reserved for something that you did wrong. You know, if you hurt someone, you know, then it makes sense to feel guilty. Um, and I mean, it's different than creating extra work for someone or turning someone down. Because you know you don't you don't want to uh, you don't want to hurt their feelings, so you know to feel guilt with it it's a bit misplaced. That's why I wanted to go over some of these tips because when you're saying no to people, you're really saying that you love them and you care so much about them that you that you know that you're not going to be a benefit to being there or accepting something, whatever it may be. And that takes a lot of peace and a, and a lot of balls sometimes to be able just to say it. Um, so just going to go over a couple tips now um, to help you from feeling guilty uh, when you, you know, say no. So you want to be concise, you want to say it, and you want to be nice. So you don't want to beat around the bush or give you excuses about this and that, you know, why you're, you know, why you have to say no. It really can only give, a, you know, at times an opening for that person to just be like, hey, well, you know, so and so, so and so. I mean, you can break down a brief, you know, explanation of whatever's going on. But with this, you want to be short and sweet and just, you know, remember to be nice. It's not hard to be nice. You know, I mean, shit. Uh, and then also the next tip is you want to be firm and be clear. Don't leave any room for a maybe. Those maybes are fucking deadly. So if someone really can accept you saying no, you know, when you're being clear, you're being firm, you're being polite, you're being concise, then you really want to say, is this really my friend or not? I mean, if they're going to give me such a hard time and be on my shit about saying no, then, you know, you may have to kind of think a minute about it but stand firm and don't don't feel compelled to uh, give in just because you know the person maybe is feeling a little uncomfortable so the next tip i want to mention is you don't want to feel uh, you don't want to feel bad for putting yourself first you know really just put your put your needs first if you notice if you're taking a plane anywhere they say when those oxygen masks come down you got to put it on yourself first before you can put it on your fucking baby they're not even saying the person next to you or your whoever the fuck. They're saying a baby. I know this is an example of you know obviously something in an in a, in an emergency, but it's a great example to me of just putting yourself first to be there for other people. I mean, really, if I can get anything across with this, it's really you know, it's really that. Um, 
And then um, just acknowledge you can't do everything. I mean, shit, there's only 24 hours in the day. We got to spend a good chunk of that sleeping, eating, shitting. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, you have to be able to have some time for yourself, however that looks, whether you work out, whether you fucking, you know, play chess or however it is that you feel that you need to chill and connect with something. Um, You know, just acknowledge you really, you know, you can't do everything. You know, you have to you have to say no uh, just because you're only one person. Uh, and then last but not least, um, I just want to say don't over explain or apologize when you're saying no. Keep it short and sweet. Sometimes uh, apologizing can make it seem like you're full of shit. Um, you don't have to be sorry. You just have to be honest. And honesty, again, will show that you love that person despite saying no. No doesn't have to be negative. I mean, it really doesn't. There's, you know, really another point I can uh, stress on here is it doesn't have to be negative. You know, it it, it can be, um, and it and it is a positive thing to be able to say no and show that you care about yourself, you care about the person, you care about the um, about the situation. So I just wanted to share this. I actually had a poll up on all my social medias, even my private one. And I got almost like a 50-50 split on people saying that they feel guilty when they say no. And people who have said that, no, they don't feel guilty. And thanks to everyone, however you voted or, you know, whatever. It it, it means a lot because I wanted to kind of get that get that feedback. So it's just an interesting sort of split. And it it wasn't to one side, wasn't male or female, it wasn't race, anything like that. It wasn't, you know, anyone in uh, parts of, uh, you know, back east or here or anything. It was very, very much varied. Um, so thanks for everyone for um, for uh, checking that out. And, uh, yeah, really, really happy that I can um, hone in on this episode on the self-care piece because I really felt that um, saying no without feeling guilty is is a big step for for us here in 2020. All right, so check us out. Look at this here. Look at this here. We're on to the song of the week. We have that, and then I'm going to finish with a with a poem. Uh, and again, everyone, thanks for rolling with me. I'm having a good time, just chilling here. It's fucking like 9:20. I'm going to take a drink of water. Oh, that water is good. That shit is good. Um, okay, so the song of the week I chose is by, and you will know it's by the Trail of Dead. They're pretty much uh, known as the Trail of Dead, so I'll probably just keep calling them that. The band that I talked about seeing uh, about like 10 minutes earlier. The song I chose is a song called Crowning of a Heart. It is on the, <clears throat> excuse me, it was on the EP, The Secret of Elena's Tomb. Um, this came out in like 2003. Love this song. It uh, it's a great example of this band's um, I don't know I guess songwriting skills or their sort of style or it's it's somewhat of a of a simple song, um, but it has this uh, has this baseline that it starts off with really really great melodies and it builds up to this cre- to this crescendo of guitars crash cymbals, um, and it's so. Um, yeah, it's like orchestral almost for like for like a minute there because it, it feels like it has like a lot of layers. Um, really cool lyrics. 
Um, and it also has it. It's a a pretty cool segue into the next song on this EP, and that song is called "Counting Off the Days," which is more of an acoustic melancholy song, but great fucking song. These two songs back to back, "Crowning of a Heart" and "Counting Off the Days," it just um, it's just awesome. It just the way it like it goes from one song to the next, and they're. Somewhat different because the uh, first song, Crowning of a Heart, has more, um, you know, it has more of a louder sound, as I mentioned, with the, you know, with the sort of wall of sound with the crash cymbals and the and the guitar. Um, really, really great melodies during that part, too. So listen for it, even though it's really like a loud sound. Listen for the for the melody. It's awesome. And it's just how it goes into uh, the next song, Counting Off the Days, um, which is a really good song. Very melancholy, as I said. Um, but a great song. Uh, so hey, back to Crowning of a Heart. I wanted to read you the lyrics of it. it it's uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty short. So it says, Crowning of a Heart, textures and shades, a bitter London night on the motorway. You look so divine back in the seat, wicked desires ablaze in me. Back inside the house, into the room, watching as the light slowly fade from view. Couldn't even talk, what could you say? Every thought just racing away. Crowning of a heart, textures and shades, crescents in her eyes as we gazed away. Fucking awesome. Awesome lyrics. Very poetic at times. Has a really nice flow to it. Um, And it's short. I'm a big fan of short and simple, short and sweet. Sometimes when it's like pages or, you know, stanzas, paragraphs upon paragraphs, I just say, I don't know. And then, uh, honestly, I'll like... And I did this with a lot of Jim Morrison's poetry. I'll find parts of it that I really like and really connect with. Could be a line or two lines out of like, you know, a couple page poem. Sometimes I like the long ones. Like uh, Charles Bukowski writes really good long ones. Um, They're very much prose and very much, uh, yeah, very, very, very interesting. So yeah, really, really dope song. I'll probably post it somewhere on my Instagram um, and my Twitter. My Twitter. <clears throat> and again, it's at Podcast True Blue. <clears throat> Water burp 2.0 right there. Thanks, everybody. Okay, so I'm going to give you my poem. This is a poem I wrote. It's a shorty. Shorty but goody. Um, here goes. My aim to please has worn off from A to B, C change. So let me just be clear. C change is uh, S-E-A, like C out to C. Um, it's a, it's in like an expression if you're not sure of what it meant. I didn't know what it meant until Beck named his album Sea Change. And uh, I you know looked it up, and that's an awesome album, by the way. But uh, it just really means a notable or profound transformation. Um, and it actually did come from what it sounds like um, as far as out, like out to sea. It actually meant that you were wrought by the sea, like the sea fucked you up and changed you. <laughs> so uh, this one I wrote, it's more, I guess it's more of a visual, more of a play on words. Because I say my aim to please has worn off from A to B, C change. So what I'm saying there is, I mean, obviously from A to B and then C, we're going to go the alphabet. We're going to go from A to Z. Eventually it's going to give all the letters, which are words and blah, blah, blah. So from A to B, C change. Meaning that obviously C is the next letter. Um, and I don't know. I just I just kind of dug it the way it like came out of my skull. 
um, and saying my aim to please has worn off. Kind of goes a bit, now that I think about it, with the theme of this saying, saying no, my aim to please has worn off, you know. And then I just like, uh, I say, from A to B, C, change. Um, so really cool stuff. Something I just um, kind of simple, but really enjoyed sharing. like talking about the C change. <clears throat> and I can mention that that Beck album. The album I'm talking about is very acoustic, but really good. I think it came out in like 2002 or three. Good shit. All right, everyone. Well, hey, that's it for your boy. Thanks for hanging with me for session five. I appreciate you letting me um, talk my shit and um, just be here with you. With you. Uh, you guys have a great week, and I will catch you guys um, here on fucking next week. Hope we have a good Super Bowl. Honestly, I don't care which team wins. I'm happy for either team. I guess I want the Chiefs to win. I want good commercials. I want good commercials. I don't want to be fucking having people tell me all this shit or who I should vote for or fucking like, you know, all, all this bullshit. You know, I just want funny commercials. Make it funny. Uh, and then also, um, what else do I want? I want uh, a good game. Oh, and the Puppy Bowl. For you for, for all who know what the Puppy Bowl is, it's on Animal Planet. That shit comes on, I think, at like 3 p.m. Or I think it's, I don't know what time. It, uh, it's I think it's it's 3 p.m. Mountain Time. So I guess that'd be like 5 p.m. East time, Eastern time. Um, but yeah, Puppy Bowl, good commercials, Super Bowl. You guys have a great week, and I will see you soon. Peace.